Hey, it's Remy and welcome to the Pentapage podcast. Today I'll be discussing your responses to various questions on reform to the UK education system. If you would like to see the specific questions I asked, they will be on the Instagram post which was posted quite a while back for this episode. Um, so I've been meaning to do this episode for a long time since this post was actually from the 4th of August so this is definitely a bit of a catch up. So I wanted to speak about a couple of bits before we get started today. So I would like some feedback on all the discussion episodes. So this is the last one um, that I posted. This was obviously quite a long time ago because I've been experimenting with various other kinds of episodes like I did the Q&A and um, a couple of interview episodes. So please let me know if um, you would like to see discussion episodes still, if that's still something that would be interesting, please let me know. And sorry for a lack of episodes, um, Sixth Form has got really busy, I've recently started EPQ, meaning um, I have a lot on my plate at the moment. Um, and just a little update about the podcast, which you would have seen on the podcast Instagram, um, I now have no publishing schedule for episodes. So if you followed the Instagram, you would know that um, that I posted every other Monday at 5pm. Um, and that hasn't ended up working out. I haven't been very consistent with it. And I realised that I really don't want this podcast to be um, an added stress to my life. It needs to be something fun, um, even though it is serious because I really do care about making change. But it's not meant to add stress to my life. So just so you know for the future, I don't have a publishing schedule, but I will try to publish episodes whenever I can. To get involved with episodes and to keep up to date with the podcast, follow at Pentapage Podcast on Instagram. As I said earlier, I really do appreciate any feedback, so feel free to DM me. Um, thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy. So let's get into the book recommendation and the productivity tip for this episode. So my book recommendation for this episode is The Book Thief by Marcus Zusak. So I'm actually recording this while I'm editing because um, the description I gave the book last time didn't really do it justice, but um, it is a YA historical fiction about Nazi Germany um, and it focuses on this girl called um, Liesel, but it's told from the perspective of death, which differentiates it from a lot of other um, historical fictions which follow the same kind of concept, obviously in the same place of Nazi Germany. So this was executed really well. The characters were really well developed and the book as a whole was just very interesting to read about. It was um, just a really enjoyable read, so I would recommend if this is something you'd be interested in. So my productivity tip for this episode is to create clear boundaries between work and free time. So by this I mean that your surroundings and your associations to specific surroundings are actually more important than um, than you would think and would change how you go about certain tasks and things like that. So for example, um, don't watch YouTube or Netflix at your desk, but also don't do your schoolwork in bed. So um, you really need to create a clear line between um, this space is for working and this space is for relaxing, for sleeping, etc. Try to incorporate this. For example, keep your phone off your desk when you're working because it's a very good reminder that you could be scrolling on Instagram or on TikTok. So try to really create um, boundaries between where you do um, proper work, where you have focus time, um, things like that. Um, and then where you go to relax, where you go to settle down um, and take a break from work. Try to incorporate this into your days to make sure um, that everything doesn't blur together. 
So let's get into it. So just before we start, um, I'd like to let you know that this one is going to be more of me reading out um, the like responses and the various replies to comments and stuff like that, rather than me um, answering extensively on it. I thought this episode is a bit more to get you guys thinking about these various topics um, and I guess how you feel about the situation. I will also be reading names out for this episode, so people who commented, your names will be said. So the first one is from Jason, so he said that the number of GCSEs should be reduced since many subjects will feel pointless or unenjoyable if you know what subjects you want to do in the future or have any specific career prospects. So just for reference, um, people who take GCSEs normally take between 9 and 12 subjects. He also said that while he acknowledges that these qualifications are important, he also thinks that time would be better focusing on subjects that will be beneficial to your future rather than stressing about subjects you will never look at again after you complete the exam. So this is definitely a very valid point. Um, for example, at GCSE, I never enjoyed science um, and I knew that I would never have a career in it. So it did end up feeling like a waste of time because the skills I gained were only memorization and and as I've spoken about many, many times before, um, that is not the best skill to gain. So um, all of the lessons weren't really enjoyable for me. So I can definitely see why reducing the number of subjects is a good idea for people who are more set on their future. And Marcus responded to this saying that, um, that many people are still unsure about career plans while doing GCSEs and doing a wide range of subjects keeps students' doors open and allows them to discover what they enjoy. And he also said that having less subjects at GCSE limits what you can choose at A-level. So Jason agreed with this, but he said that from experience as a creative individual, um, he felt that he wasted time revising for STEM subjects and points out that there are many artistic students who probably feel the same. And then Marcus responded to that, saying that Jason's idea would work if more people had careers prospects and suggested that education regarding careers should be introduced earlier so that people can reflect on it more. So I have spoken about this in my interview with Elliot where we spoke about life skills um, because we discussed about careers and, and how important it is to get useful information early on so that less people are clueless about it. And another person said that school does need to teach us more about um, about adulting and useful information about that. I definitely think that um, that this is important, um, an important discussion to have because there are people at GCSE level, there are people who are 15, 16, who do genuinely know what they want to do in the future. Stuff like maths, um, everyone needs to know basic maths, it's very important, but something like science is not as necessary. I still do think sciences are so important and we need so many scientists and, um, if you do STEM, I value you hugely, um, well done you. But obviously for some people who are more creative, it does feel like a waste of time because you're not gaining skills which will help you in the future. So as Marcus said, um, I definitely think careers um, information needs to be introduced earlier to students. I do think that is very, very important. So the next point is from Edward um, and he said that he doesn't agree that grade boundaries should change every year depending on the cohort's performance. They should be set grade boundaries to make it fair for everyone. So for reference, because I know that other countries definitely don't have grade boundaries and do have set um, marks that, that you need to gain to get a certain grade. So for example, um, for GCSE and A-levels, grade boundaries change every year depending on the performance of the students nationwide. So, so for example, if a student cohort got higher marks this year, 
um, there would be higher grade boundaries. So it would be harder to get the higher grades. Whereas if a student cohort gets lower marks, then there will be lower grade boundaries, meaning it is easier to get the higher grades. So this is definitely a very good point because they do often speak about how exams change in difficulty um, and therefore every year they, they must change. So I could definitely see that um, that it would be better to have set um, to have set marks because it isn't really necessary because it means that you can't really highlight if a year group is better than another because obviously the same amount of people are getting the same grades every year so I could definitely see why this should change um, and I would love to make this a more um, significant conversation in changing the education system. So the next point is from Marcus so he was suggesting that there should be more practical work in the curriculum in terms of I guess like applying your skills and stuff like that and he also said about the addition of optional topics in each subject to allow students to go in, into depth into certain topics and to find out what they enjoy as well as maybe a like specific field that they want to pursue a, as a career. So whether this would be in GCSE or A-level, um, I'm not sure, but, but this is definitely a possibility which would be really, really interesting. But he did mention that obviously more teachers and classes would be needed, so it would be hard for schools to run this. And he was suggesting that there should be a compulsory language um, as part of the core subjects in GCSE. And he was also saying that frequent assessments spread across the year to record more accurate grades would work better. And that coursework should become commonplace for more subjects and should be included in the final grade. As I've mentioned before, um, I am definitely a big fan of coursework, um, so I definitely agree with this. So optional subjects, optional like topics would be really cool. Um, it would probably work better for A-level, but I mean possibly GCSE. Say for sciences, there might be some like specific areas which um, people might want to explore to see if that's what they want to pursue. So that would be really interesting. However, not everyone is good or enjoys languages. However, if they were taught better, um, I definitely think that it could work. So yeah, um, I think that's definitely a possibility again. And um, and I definitely agree with spread out assessments. I still don't like exams generally, um, like the way that they are now with the certain questions and the AOs and just the way that they are assessing you. But end of year exams might not necessarily re reflect your hard work depending on circumstances. Certain circumstances mean that some people can't perform as well as they would usually um, in an exam. And that's one of the main reasons why I don't like it. So um, if you were going to stick with the kind of exam type assessment as well as changing what the exam looks like itself um, spreading them out would definitely be a better idea to get more accurate grades from students um, and they can feel proud of themselves because they know that um, that they've worked all throughout the year for this and that a certain set of circumstances aren't holding them back from getting grades that they deserve. So the last point I'm going to be talking about today was a comment from my friend Elliot. We did an interview about life skills. Um, so he's speaking about something a bit different here. He said that coursework should be part of assessment for qualifications to reduce exam stress. He also said that a research project for students to explore specific topics that interest them in different subjects would be very good. He did mention that it would probably only work in academic subjects, but not necessarily core subjects like math, science and English. And this type of thing might seem like a chore to students, um, I guess more than revising for exams is. He also said that the best way to implement changes is to be part of student councils and to implement things in our own schools. Um, you know, if schools begin to change, then then those changes could be applied to nationwide education. So I definitely agree. Um, and it does depend on subjects. Um, so 
possibly it could be something like students get to choose the subjects that they do this type of project in. It could actually work quite well um, for subjects people are interested in taking for A-level, um, so that'd be cool. And yes, there definitely needs to be a group project in, I would say, all subjects. Teamwork is such um, such an important skill, but it's overlooked by qualifications and the use of exams doesn't help this. So gaining this skill is very important for young people. And I think implementing it in qualifications is very, very important. Um, and yes, make proactive change. Like I said that I want to make a petition on the UK government website um, to try and get some change happening but yes try to join student councils if you can um obviously some schools do it better than others some schools are less proactive than others but i think you should do what you can because if we work together to make change we can really make the education system work for us and is something that is enriching to our lives so yeah thank you that's all i have Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope this episode has been interesting and has got you thinking about education reform, not just in the UK, but um, everywhere else in the world. Once again, please let me know if these discussion-based episodes from these Instagram posts um, are working, if you enjoy them. If you have any other episode ideas, please let me know. Um, thank you so much as always, and I hope you have a good day. Bye.